second episode of Sticky Carpets, the podcast. We take a look at adventures in live music in Hobart, across Tasmania and around the world. This week, we are looking at the effects of COVID on live music. We prove that you can still get up to a bit of fun even if there's cancellations. We have a look at the friendships you can make through live music. We take a special look at Weddings, Parties, Anything and their recent gig in country Victoria. And we have a bit of a look at what's coming up next for us in live music adventures. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me is my co-host, Juliet. Hi, Jules. Hi. I had a bit of a think about it, Carpeteers, and I think this week I might refer to you as the Stickos. The Stickos. Now, <laughs> you might notice that I sound as wonderfully um, um, beautiful and smooth as always with my superior audio equipment because we've sent Juliet away to the Sticks. The big island, we mean, out where they don't, I'm not even sure they have television. So she's gone away. She's having partying in other places of the world. And she's now coming to you from Flowerdale in Victoria, where she is hanging out with a couple of our very, very good mates. So Jules, do you want to introduce us to your little friends there? I sure do. This is the deck party in Flowerdale. And the participants are myself and Lou. Hi, how are you going? And Ash. Howdy. And we are reminiscing and having fun. Now, I, I'm interested to know, because before about five years ago, those, those lovely people in Flowerdale didn't know us lovely people in Tasmania. And um, I'm interested in how you actually know, got to know Ash and Lou. Do you want to share the story with our, our carpeteers? So um, Stickos um, was a participant in a, I don't want to say tragics, but there were quite a few tragics amongst us on an Africa trip. Um, for Nick Thomas and his band, and we all travelled to Africa. And I'm not sure how you can say that you're not tragics. I, I think that going to a whole other country where there are lions and things that might eat you to mm-hmm. see a band, you would have to be a tragic. Yeah, I think you got a point there, mate. I I knew nothing about Africa, but I knew that I loved Mick Thomas, so. Off I went and I took six books with me, Amathermas. I thought I'd be on my own. But instead I made a heap of gig mates and it was fun as hell. And then we, how, how did you meet Lou? Because Lou didn't go to Africa, did she? Oh, no, no, poor Lou. Lou wasn't in Africa. But Lou was definitely there when we got back. And so after um, we got back from Africa, we discovered that it was just the gig that kept on giving. And we've had so many reunions and so many post-Africa gigs and so much fun and Lou's been a part of those ones. Did we mention that Asha's married to Lou? Yeah. Oh, good. I was going to say, putting out there, I think Lou might be married to one of the (laughs) tragics at the other end. (laughs) Well, it's not me, so you do the maths. (laughs) So Lou is sleeping with one of the people in this podcast. Gosh, my children might hear. (laughs) One of the things that happened this week, my, my folk buddies, is that Blues Fest was cancelled. Boo to COVID. Was that the one in Byron Bay? Yeah, Byron Bay. One of my online friends was on a plane when it was cancelled and landed, found out it was cancelled and had to fly home again. Yeah. I can't think how horrible that would be. Yeah, that's hard. We were in Tasmania and nothing was cancelled there. Well, 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 no, yes, it was. (gasps) Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was cancelled. We're getting to that. 
So boo for COVID, that, that, that was cancelled and all those people invested all that money, not just the people that were going, but all the artists and the and all those stall holders. But you can go onto the Blues Fest website and buy stuff from the stall holders. Oh, really? Like merch? Yeah, you can buy merch. So like um, if there's, can't imagine that there would be a tie-dye stall at Blues Fest in Byron Bay. So mm-hmm. say there was, <laughs> you can go and buy tie-dye merch and get it sent to you. Okay, well, I think that we need a gig frock or two, one for Lou, one for me, and a gig shirt for Ash. And um, the locals were able to um, buy food from all the the vendors, and that was really cool. But um, I can't think how much money some people have lost. Weddings, parties, anything were going to be one of the headline acts at Blues Fest. They had a slot on the Sunday night. I can't imagine that. How you knew about that, Ash? So because they haven't played since 2012, they decided they needed a couple of warm-up gigs. Now, you wouldn't have happened to have gone to one of those warm-up gigs, would you, Ash? I can't imagine that you would go out of your way to go to one of those gigs. Yes, I did, as a matter of fact. Yeah, anyway, so, so they had to have those warm-up gigs. But the funny thing was, because of because they were playing exclusively at Blues Fest, they couldn't advertise it as weddings, parties, anything. So we got, it was just sent out through Mick mailing list and advertised as Mick Thomas and Band. But all of us in the know knew what was going on. So we went down to a little town in South Gippsland called Archie's Creek. And the Widows played on the Saturday night and the Sunday afternoon. And it was amazing. Like you're talking about the friendships you make through music. We caught up with some people we'd been on McDonald's trips with, some people we used to go to gigs with. We went to the gig and it was just like being 20 again. It was awesome. We were up the front, we were drinking, we were jumping up and down, we were singing all our favourite songs. It was just incredible. Because there's songs and songs from a band, particularly if a band hasn't played a while. So so what did they do? Did they play the the classics or did they play some? No, they pretty much played the 20 songs you'd expect. Because I was was having a chat to Mick a few weeks before and he he said um, they had one day practice. So they went through every song twice, and these guys are such amazing musicians that they didn't miss a note. That was just, it was incredible. So what was the best song? When we were sitting at the house having a few beers before we went in, we were having a bit of a debate amongst all these people who'd seen the band hundreds of times and trying to decide what was going to be the opening song. And they shocked us all. They'd come out of the blocks with Sergeant Small. Oh, my gosh. And it just, it just blew the crowd oh, that away. That amazing. And just did not take their foot off the pedal for an hour. So, See, I would have put my money on a way away. Yeah, I thought a way away or maybe wide open road or something, but yeah, they just they just smashed us. Oh, that's awesome. That that was really good. <sighs> there was another really special moment. Yeah. There was a whole lot of us sort of near the front, and this young, I don't know, probably about 12, 13-year-old girl just sort of politely pushed her way past us and made her way to the front. She had her phone and she was standing there with this huge grin on her face, just filming and watching. And I, I looked at her and I thought, oh, she's got to be related to Michael Barclay, who's the um, drummer. And she was just there the whole gig with this big smile and she was so happy to to finally see her dad play. She'd probably heard so much about how good he was, but she just, she finally got to see it. It was just magic. Speaking of Widows, we went and saw Dave Steele play. He was the Widows guitarist from about 1985 to 1988. I don't know how I know that shit. That's why you're our guest tonight, Ash. We went and saw him play with Roth Smith down at Willie Smith's at our favourite cidery. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Willie Smith's, if you want to give us any product, we did love your Jack Jumper cocktails, which were pr- particularly good. I remember their original cider from the last visit. That was particularly yummy. It is very nice. Um, then the new sponsor of the 
new National League basketball team down here, the Tassie Jack Jumpers, and so they've made up a new bright green cocktail to promote that, and it's delicious. I love the Jack Jumper. Oh, it was, but it had um, apple spirit and mint and lots of green goodness. <laughs> it was very nice. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, so we saw Dave Steele and he was doing songs and I asked him to do Wild Horses by the Stones and he says, he said to me, no, I can't quite remember the words to that. He said, but you look like the sort of person that would be pretty happy with that. And yes, I always like it when <laughs> musicians cannot remember their words. I don't know why I like it. I like it when they're human. I'm like, is that a compliment? You look like the type of person who would like it if I forgot the words. I think it must I be. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> I th- I'm not sure that it is. I'm not sure that oh, it is. Sorry. But I'm more than happy to be one of those people. So, yeah. But I, I, the problem was, Ash, is that at, towards the end he was asking, well, not really asking for requests. I was just throwing them at them because I felt like it. But I, I've thought about asking him for um, a shotgun wedding. Wow. Oh, was that the one they played on Countdown? It was. It was the one. Very controversially. I didn't think that would be taken very well if I yelled that out. But, you know, you never know. No, I don't reckon he'd fight it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Although he did. He did. Uh, after, I think after a 22-year hiatus, he, he played a couple of gigs with weddings, parties, anything. In about 2011, they got him back as a special guest. Really? They sort of uh, buried the hatchet. And, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I saw him I saw him at a few gigs in Melbourne. God, he's so good. He's, there are some musicians you go to see them play and talent just oozes from their playing like the lead singer of Wawani yeah like Wawani when we went and saw um Wawani that that was the same effect crazy <laughs> when his fingers just glide across the guitar you just know that it's pure talent even if you knew nothing about music you would just know that that's that's really how it should be those two do this song called Willin by Little Feet I don't know if you know that song and Ross sings, and they both do guitar solos, and it's just really, really great. So there was a cancellation um, the weekend before in Tasmania because we had we had all the East Coast rain. We were going to a gig on the East Coast and going to be camping right next to the Swan River, and the Swan River flooded all over the campsite, and so they had to cancel or postpone that gig. So we we were Jules and I had nothing to do last uh, the week yeah last weekend last weekend weekend before last. It was so boring. It was so boring. We were stuck in Hobart. We so stuck. Uh, so we just thought, look, let's go down to Franklin Square. We went to Street Eat Franco. The Polaroids were playing. The Polaroids have got just amazing musicians. So Tim Rosamolder, who can just... We love the Polaroids. He's singing. He just... Is it, is it good to strip paint off the walls? I think, I think it is, isn't it? Yes. Anyway, amazing yes. voice. Scott Target, who is an amazing keyboard player and sometime keyboard player with the, the Wolf Brothers. Casey, whose last name I can't remember. Sorry, Casey, who plays drums with the Wolf Brothers. And Jesso Pickett, who is an amazing guitarist. And so they just do these covers, but they're really good at reading your audience. That venue, for some reason, people just dance. And I don't know why. I think that they go with a plan. I know, I don't know what happened to them. awesome. So, you know, that that was, you know, pretty nice night in Hobart. Actually, that gig was the best for um, for people watching. That was my favourite gig ever for, for people watching, I reckon. Had all sorts of weird and wonderful folk. Then 1920 played after that, not 1927. <laughs> 1920, and they did The Lion Sleeps Tonight and... 
and there was a big waxing gibbous moon and there was fire twirling and yeah. it was just really cool. So yeah, nothing to do. So that's yeah. What we did. Sorry, Hobart. Hobart was not boring. Yeah, nothing, nothing to do on Saturday. So we went. Oh, I don't know. There's a world class museum just five minutes up the road. Let's go there. <laughs> so we went to Mona, and Daniel J. Townsend was playing. He's an awesome lyricist. I just like the way his brain thinks, and he can get to the crux of a story and what something's about just with a few words. And so he did a lot of his songs from the Midland they Highway. They definitely the Tasmanian tunes to be proud of. We had some some wine and a bit more wine. Rosé. Rosé, some beautiful Tasmanian rosé. And by the way, rosé, Tasmanian rosé producers, we're still open to having a sponsor. And then, of course, we um, went inside to visit Ben Salter. Now, Lou, I've got a question for you. If you were going to buy someone a birthday present, because it was Ben Salter's birthday, so we bought him a present. What is the sort of thing that you might buy a world-class musician who is playing at Mona? Any thoughts? Was it gin? No, it wasn't gin. A really nice Tasmanian gin. I think that's a a really good present. (laughs) Was it it a hanky with your, like, faces printed on it? Oh, another good guess. That's an excellent present. (laughs) No. But we we went with, like, Ben's originally from Queensland, so we wanted to make him feel at home. So we bought him a pineapple. I think that's an appropriate gift. Like a real pineapple? Yeah, we smuggled it in. Like a piece of fruit? Yeah, like a massive piece of fruit. We smuggled it in. We were so stealth. Where did you hide it? Yeah, in my hand and in my TARDIS Hello Kitty handbag. (laughs) Yeah, so it went in the Hello Kitty handbag smuggled into Mona, taken down into the bowels of the museum and presented to um, Ben, who seemed a little confused by it. I don't know why. It's the perfect gift you give a Queenslander, isn't it, for their birthday? <laughs> and then he put it in his little display. So we have contributed to a display in a world-class museum in, in Hobart. I'm just saying. He said, how long will it take before it goes off? I'm like, well, you're the expert, mate. You're from Brisbane. Anyway, I thought it was a good present. And then he played some songs for us because we, he loves us. And then he went back to doing the just being looked at and recorded. And then the owner of the museum turned up, so he had to play more. So that was even better. It was really good. So he just sort of hung out there and drank wonderful gin. It was fantastic. It, it's just like our own little secret bar in there. We just keep going in there and listening to Ben play and drinking gin. <laughs> Thanks, Walshie. Awesome. So you would think... That's a pretty fun weekend to have if if you're not going away to a festival on the east coast of Tasmania. But we weren't even close to being done. Not even close. No, there were more fun things. We then went to Hobart Brewing Company to the Blues, Brews and Barbecues event. So that was held on Saturday and Sunday. We went on the Saturday evening. When we got there, the Bad Dad Orchestra were playing. They're a band from Launceston and they've got... Eight piece jewels. Yeah, I can't believe that I've never heard them before. You rave about them, and I thought, ah, oh, you know, they'll be okay. But they were fantastic. I love them, and we went straight for the dance floor. We've been starved of dancing. No, no, what? Hardly anyone was dancing. We got there and started dancing, and it seemed to me, if I do say so myself, mm. the place went mm. crazy. That's right. People started yelling at us and stuff in a and, nice way, and then people, everyone started dancing. It was crazy. When I say they were yelling at us, they were yelling hello. (laughs) Hello, you're amazing. But it was pretty good. And they do this one song called Trauma, which is about 
surviving and things being a bit shit, but it's so upbeat. Jaunty little tune. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So they've got a, a three-piece brass section. And <laughs> anyway, go go and listen to them. Bad Dad Orchestra, they're awesome. They're the best. Ash, next on was the man. The man himself, Kutcher Edwards. Oh. We, now, I know that he's a favourite of yours. We do like Kutcher, and I, I have a bit of a family connection with Kutcher. When I was a kid, my dad sort of worked in the welfare system, and he, he was sort of, I don't know, second in charge at a a children's time in Melbourne. And the whole Edwards family, when they were stolen, were placed into this orphanage where my dad worked. And I actually lived there. So I would have known Kutcher as a little kid. I was probably about three and he was probably about seven. I don't really remember. So we've sort of got this long-term connection and he's just, he's the most amazing human being I know. Someone who's suffered that sort of trauma in their youth, he's so generous and of spirit and so kind. It's it's something to really see. Because my, my daughter Ruby um, in English at school is doing a theme on survival and she came up with this idea, do you think I could ask to see if I could interview Kutcher? He was more than happy to have it. So the three of us went down to his, his house and Kutcher and his mm-hmm. wife just made us so welcome. We were there for half a day. They fed us. They they gave Ruby a copy of every CD of his. She did this amazing interview with him. We just walked out of there just totally amazed. We are fans of Kutcher. He won the crowd within 30 seconds. He zeroed in on a kid called Mackenzie and apologised straight away for all the swearing he was going to say and said, you, you have to go home. I'm going to swear. Your dad has to take you home. And then he'd swear again, oh, Mackenzie. <laughs> You can't, you can't hear this. And it was, and lovely, the lovely mm. Mackenzie. And then she was up dancing on the tables. And he um, picked out um, a mate of ours, um, Marty, for his dancings. He said, "You look like you're having the time of your life, mate. Everyone should dance like you." And Marty was a little bit tired and emotional at that stage. But then, once the spotlight was on him, he knew what to do. He was, he was great. Didn't let us down. So the whole dance floor was dancing like Marty, and that was <laughs> yeah. something to see. It was so fun. He was meant to do two sets, but he just blew straight through because everyone was having such a good time and dancing, and it was it was amazing. If you haven't seen Kutcher, I implore people to go and see him live because you can't get what he's like by listening to him, you know, on a recording. It's just he's so amazing. Anyway, I loved it. Just was so good. And then after that, our very own Pete Cornelius played with his band and he's got a new song out called Money Out of Misery, which is from his Lockdown Lowdown album. And that song, I just love it. I think it's his best song yet. I was really surprised because I reckon I must have seen him before, but I couldn't. I had no kind of clear memory of him. But he was just fantastic that night and I really enjoyed You remember when we were waiting, we got tired and when I say we, I mean you, <laughs> got tired. And so we were waiting for the taxi and we were just like dancing on the footpath. His grumpiness. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Michael. We were waiting for the, yeah. his grumpiness. And, yeah, we were just like could not stop dancing on the footpath. He was great. I think he was great, although we had been drinking since Yeah, midday. no, there is that. We did have – we were quite drunk, yeah. There is that. Yeah. But I think he was great too. It seems to me, in my memory, he was yeah, awesome. Yeah, same. So that was our really shit weekend that we had when we got one of our um, gigs cancelled. Nothing on Sunday, though. By Sunday, I was completely broken. Yeah. I, my voice didn't work. <laughs> I woke up and I was like this, <laughs> talking like this, because I was too many, too many of 
Woo! Yeah! Awesome! Awesome! It was way too much of that. We discovered a new bar. I think Ash would like it. I think Ash would like it too. I don't know. Maybe it's a loo thing. I, I don't know. We discovered a new bar in the Elizabeth Street Mall in the centre of Hobart called Replay Bar. It's full of old-time pinball machines Frogger. and Frogger Ooh. and Pac-Man and Space Invaders, and you don't have to pay. You just go in and you just get to play them. Oh, wow. For free. Oh, wow. Have, have they got beer there as well? Um, yes, and they have yeah, the, <laughs> best, the best gin cocktail I've ever had. <laughs> Oh, stop already. It was fantastic. Oh, I went, I just went and innocently and I said, do any of those cocktails up there, because I don't know anything about cocktails, I'm so naive, um, I'll have one of those cocktails on there on the cocktail board, uh, the one that's got gin in it. And he said, none of those ones have got gin in it. They've all got rum and other stuff. I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. He said, I can make you a cocktail with gin in it. And so he did. He made these fantastic ones that tasted like sort of fruit tingly and they were bright pink. They matched with the um, white jackets, flamingos. Yeah, so the white jackets of the band, so the band is the singles bar and they wear white suits, although they tell us these days that they don't quite fit into their jackets anymore. Now they're getting a little older. Grown out of the jackets. So now they just have their Hawaiian shirts and their white pants. Oh, but there was a new thing that jackets are gone, but the, the headband, the sweatband. Oh, yes, the sweatband. That was band. a new item. And remember, he's allowed to wear the sweatband because you're allowed to have two ridiculous things. You're allowed to have two ridiculous items of clothing. That's Michelle's mm. rule. If you wear one ridiculous item of clothing, people might not be sure that you mean it to be ridiculous. They might just think you've got no tooth. But if you wear two ridiculous items, it's obviously a thing, a theme you're going for. But if you have more than two, then you're just being ridiculous all round. And that's not funny. That's just silly. It has to be exactly two. And so he had the shirt and the sweatband over his eyebrows. So he looked perfect. Yes, the, the sweatband wasn't quite ironic enough, though. We're working on that. We've got to find him one. One with pink flamingos, maybe. But it was perfect because they yes. do 80s covers. And not just any 80s covers. No. Countdown ones. Like they did Walk This Way by Run DMC. They did Money for Nothing, yeah. Dire Straits. But the highlight of their gigs always, I think, is the crowd. The crowd at their gigs is always something special. I mean, there was a couple of highlights. There was a couple of tradies there. And so the tradie had his fluoro hoodie jumper on and he took that off to reveal his bluey singlet so he could dance with a girl who was wearing Ugg boots. It's, you know, it's just something special about that, isn't there? <laughs> and they were, oh, they were ultra-friendly. They were just so yeah, lovely. Yeah. And then there was a guy that, with a really big beard, but it was a designer. When I say designer beard, I don't mean lovely shaved sideys with, no, it was really long and had, I guess they was like hair ties all the way down. It was bizarre. Oh, wow. Which, which went beautifully with his tattoos. It was, it was just excellent. I don't think I saw him. What was going on? I was too busy dancing. Too busy drinking gin cocktails. That was the problem. Yeah, that could have been it. Keen to go back to that bar. That was great. Yeah, same. And I think that that band was the perfect band for that venue. I think that was really clever of them to get that band. But that's all we did last fortnight, too. That was boring. It was fantastic. It was so great. <laughs> um, what's on our collective? What's on our collective future? What What are we as a group? So you think we should commit to Port Ferry, Ash? 
absolutely, mate. Uh, me and Jules were sitting on on our deck yesterday afternoon. Uh, I won't tell you what time it was, but we're having a couple of gins. We're talking about what we're going to talk about tonight, and we're just talking about how many times we've been to Port Ferry together. And then we started telling stories about the wild airport pickups and the uh, amazing gigs we'd seen. And we've got a list of about 50 bands we've seen at Port Ferry. So it's just we've got to keep that we've got to keep that going. There's such good memories. Problem is, is that Billy Bragg tickets that we bought. When did we buy those? Two years ago. We bought those, yeah, at least two years ago, I reckon. Me and Shell went the three night option. So we've got our Billy Bragg tickets that we bought that was meant to be when he was meant to come out here at the beginning of COVID, and so now that's going to be the beginning of next year, about three weeks before Port Ferry. So that's problematic too, because you know my boss might actually want me to work at some no, stage during during February and March. Let's wait and see, but we've we've actually already got our port ferry tickets, so we're, we we we'll be going regardless. Yeah, wait, wait. It's a bit of a wait and see, and it's a wait and see to see what's happening with COVID too, because it's a big trip to make just to have to turn around and come home again. What's on this fortnight? What's on in Victoria? What is on this fortnight? Well, we're, oh. we're sort of still, um, although COVID's kind of relaxed here, we're, we're still not going out much. Like going to see Weddows a couple of weeks ago was sort of a real one-off because it was such a big thing, but we're still not we're still not kind of looking for gigs in Melbourne. Goset are playing in the middle of Melbourne, um, and Ash and I love the Goset, but I don't think we're quite keen to go out and to a pub in Melbourne yet. Yeah, yeah it's a bit soon. I don't know. Yeah, and we're very lucky. We live in an idyllic little country spot where we're really safe and we see no reason to leave. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, this COVID thing. And because you guys in Victoria had it much harder than the rest of the country, I mean, we, we haven't had a case down here for over 250 days in Tasmania. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're, up, we're, we're up to... Yeah. Yeah, we're up to just under 40, but it, it could just come back tomorrow. It's actually a real dilemma for us because we're so conscious of our wanting to support musicians and get out there and go and see gigs to support them, but we just we're just not quite ready personally. I woke up sort of the day after maybe we'd been at Replay Bar and I had, I didn't have a sniffle, but I had an allergic reaction to something. So my eyes were really watering and, and I just thought, oh shit, if I've got COVID, all those people that I just infected would just be terrible. That's, that's my main concern. It's not so much that I'll get it, is that I have it and I'll give it to hundreds of people. That's, that, that would be terrible. <laughs> it's not an issue here at the moment, so... And I, I want to get a, a vaccine, but I'm just told by the Prime Minister tonight that I'm not allowed to have it because I'm too young. You're such At a all. Baby. They're, they're saying that if you're under 50, if you're under 50, you shouldn't have the AstraZeneca. You, you should only have the, the Pfizer one if you're under 50, which I'm still under 50, by the way. So, you know, it might be three years before I get it. Um, so the ghost set are playing. So that's, we love the ghost set. Mm, us too. Anyone who hasn't seen the ghost set should go and see them. So they're playing Melbourne. But I had a bit of a, a ferret around about what's on in Victoria. Skyscraper Stan, who we love, is playing at the Shiraz Republic, which is a vineyard um, out near Heathcote. Neil Murray is playing at the Caravan Music Club in Archie's Creek. I discovered this girl when I was looking around. I looked at the Drunken Poet because the Drunken Poet seems to be a bar that I might like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Often seems to have really good... Um, artists playing there they've got a girl playing there called kimberly wheeler's roadside holiday and that looked really fun oh, something else is playing at caravan club the the, the cartridge family are playing there shortly 
Oh, God, they, oh, I love the Cartridge family too. So there's, if you're in Archie's Creek, there's lots of good music. Go down there. So that's for uh-huh. you guys in Victoria. Uh-huh. But for us here in Tasmania, there's a fellow called Kyle Lionheart who's playing around the place. Oh, do we like him? I think we do. I think we quite like him. Um, he's, he's, he often plays at young people gigs, but he's got more of a folky sort of sensibility. And we've got Owen Campbell. Now, he, wow. I think Owen Campbell, was he in Australia's Got Talent? I don't watch those shows, so I don't really know. But he's an amazing blues oh, guitarist okay. and singer. I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I know that my gig mate has ditched me for other people. <sighs> you know who oh, you are. Yay. <laughs> but Saturday is the Wooden Goat Festival. <laughs> I know. The Wooden Goat Festival. And it's the Dead Maggies. Now, Dead Maggies put out an album during COVID. Oh, we love them. We do love them. What do they call themselves? Convict punk. They're just so great. And so they do all these songs yeah. about convicts and Tasmania. And so they put out a new album just as they're, COVID. They're hit. probably great stories, but you can't hear any of the words because they just yell the words. <laughs> That's so true. It's really great. So you, you've got to go and buy their album really first, listen to the recording. And then go to the gig and shout the words with them. Okay. Because they do this really good song called, the girls do this song, because girls and boys, the girls do this song called Flash Mob, which I just love, which is about the female convicts in um, Tasmania in the early days and how they used to bling themselves up and they were quite flash and they would get farmed out to blokes. But if they didn't like it, they'd come back because they were in demand because there's hardly any women down here. And I think they flashed their bums at the governor and... So that might have been why they were called the Flash Mob. We're not really sure. Oh, wow. And that gig has also got Claire Ann Taylor, who's one of our favourites. Oh, we love her so much. And um, Dave Elliston Bush Band as well is playing and some others. That's going to be an awesome gig. Oh, did we see them at Mount Rowland? Yes. And he does lots of really good sea shanties and stuff as well. But it's 20 bucks to go. There's about six different bands. And you get the free CD of the new Dead Maggie's album. That's just like crazy. Wow. So that's that's it, um, Carpeteers. Oh, that sounds great. Stickos. Stickos. I don't think that one's going to take off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot to mention, though, that if you do like, um, and apologies for cross-country quality of sound this week, um, people. Just stick with us. We're trying to make it work. We'll see how it goes. No, we, we sound great. You do. You sound w- wonderful. But what we want you to do, Carpeteers or Stickos, if that's what you want to be known as, is go to our Patreon account. So go to Patreon, search for Sticky Carpets, then you become one of our Patreons and you can give us $2 or as much as, I think, $20 a month and we will keep making this and hopefully you like it. Or we'll just use it. That would be great. We'll just use it to buy wine. So this month we got, I think, $5.76 after fees and everything. So that will be exciting. To spend our $5.76. At the bottle shop. <laughs> At the bottle shop. But drugs are bad, children. <laughs> so go to Patreon. But you can also go to my Instagram account and look at the f- photos that I take of gigs or go to our Facebook account where we put lots of gigs up there that you might want to go to or go to michelleleecastle.blogspot.com and you can look at lots and lots of gigs that I reckon you should go to. And that's about it, people. It's the fun. Thanks, Ash and Lou, for joining us on our second episode. And thanks, Jules, as always, for doing your bit. Catch you next fortnight, Cupeteers.